What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. We knew this Ole Miss game was going to go a long way in deciding the starting quarterback at Arkansas, and today Chad Morris did name Nick Starkle as the starting quarterback for the Colorado State game. We're going to break down that decision. We're going to take one last look back at this Ole Miss loss and kind of break down a few plays here and there that might have changed some things. Danny West is going to join us to talk some recruiting, all that and more on Hogsports Live. Okay, before we get started, everybody, I want to remind you that there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can watch on Facebook Live, always streaming live there, hence the name Hog Sports Live, available on YouTube. And be sure to throw us a thumbs up on either of those channels if you like the content that you're getting with Hog Sports Live and hit the notifications bell after you hit subscribe on YouTube. Also available on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review if you like the content. Spotify and Stitcher. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month. Uh, you can get all the insider access, just $1, or take 30% off your first year with a seven-day free trial. So very little to lose from your number one independent source on the Razorbacks. Okay, let's get to Chad Morris real quick. This is Chad Morris at his noon press conference. This is about a minute and a half, just the parts about Nick Starkle. Um, you know, it felt like that uh, coming out of half um, – you know, we, it, it wasn't so much what Ben did or didn't do, uh, it's what Nick did. And uh, we were looking for a spark, something to get our offense moving, um, create some momentum, create some yards, uh, give an opportunity for some big plays. And that was, that was our decision going into it, and Nick, Nick will be our starter. I, I, I think that um, um, I did, you know, the pass protection was uh, – I thought the ball came out of his hand quick, which helped the pass protection up front. Uh, we, did, we, we did let him get hit uh, after the ball was released too much. We got to keep him clean, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, there was the one sack that uh, he did not have a chance to get the ball out and throw it away. But uh, I, I, the one thing I did, I did see, the ball come out, you know, came out of his hand quick. Um, and you know, I thought at that point, they, you, know, you kind of saw Ole Miss kind of back off a little bit and, and uh, give us some underneath stuff and, and, and loosen some things up. Well, like, like um, you know, like professionals. I mean, I, I talked to Ben and, and just shared with him that, uh, you know, that he's, um, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't really, it'd be a whole lot easier for me to tell Ben you've thrown three or four interceptions in it. But it wasn't, it wasn't so much what he did or didn't do. It's just that what Nick did and provided that spark. And, um, and so that was, that was the message. So I want to remind everybody, go ahead and get your questions in for Danny West. He's going to join us here in about 15 minutes or so. But um, as I said yesterday in my post game, well, as it yesterday, day before yesterday, in my post game uh, breakdown, late night post game breakdown, that they named the wrong quarterback out of camp. They named the wrong quarterback out of camp last year with Cole Kelly. They named the wrong quarterback. Uh, out of camp uh, this time with Ben Hicks and kind of the stuff that they were going on not to rehash too much was just basically that he knew the offense better but ultimately you've got to make plays and drive the ball down the field that's something that Nick Starkle gives you so not want to go into that too much and rehash everything but Arkansas did make the right decision here we talked about that a lot how important this game was going to be in determining who actually is the starting quarterback. Not just name the starting quarterback out of camp, but who earns it. And that was definitely Nick Starkle. I think we saw just a different level uh, out there, which most people saw when they went to camp, when they went to practice in camp. So um, definitely got the right decision there. I want to go over a few things. There's a lot of ifs and buts, candy and nuts here. But there's a few things. There's 144 plays ran in that game, and you can go back to like 10 plays. 
11 plays, um, where if things have been – and really seven plays, I would say, and four penalties, where if things go a little bit differently – then Arkansas is right there and possibly wins the game. This is how fragile winning is, especially on the road. It is so fragile. You can't make mistakes. And Arkansas has got a very young team. And that is something that I've tried to say over and over again. These aren't excuses. These are just things where if things have gone a little differently, I'm just trying to point out how fragile winning can be. But Arkansas has a very young team. And I tried to say at the beginning that there are probably four games in the SEC that Arkansas would have a chance to win at. They need to get two of them. So there's still three left, and they need to get two of those. They need to win this Colorado State game. Colorado State's not bad. But it's so fragile. Just a few mistakes here and there. When you're relying on freshmen, and one of the reasons that I picked – one of the reasons I I thought Arkansas would win the game, but I picked them to lose – is because they have a lot of freshmen. You make mistakes on the road. It's difficult to win on the road. You have to be almost perfect because it's it's everybody against you. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, the first touchdown for Ole Miss was a pick play. This is a play that gets uncalled more than any play in college football that is a penalty. Sometimes they call it a rub, but it's a pick. And it happened in the 2016 National Championship game. Arkansas has this play in their arsenal, and they should because there's no defending it unless there's a flag thrown. So basically what you had was DeMarcus Gregory driving Jarquez McClellan straight back and also bumping uh, Greg Brooks. So it, it, it makes the receiver wide open. So that's the touchdown. Otherwise, you know, it's, um, it's, 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 it's not a legal play, but it just doesn't get called for some reason. There's no defending it. So Arkansas has it in their arsenal too. I'm not saying they shouldn't use it, but it would be nice if that play is called because you can't defend it. All right, so on Arkansas, on Ole Miss's second touchdown with 2.34 left in the in the game at the goal line, Royce Newman, the right guard for Ole Miss, has McTelvin Aguim in a reverse chokehold and is just riding him the whole time. I mean, just riding him from behind. And Aguim's trying to get there. And so that's a 10-yard penalty that wasn't called. So that's another one that was unfortunate. Um there was a late hit out of bounds. This was a penalty that was picked up. So there was a late hit out of bounds on Devion Warren with 11.20 to play. Um, the officials were looking at Jarquez Jones, who was there on the tackle, but it was C.J. Miller who had the extra shove out of bounds. And they picked the flag up. They shouldn't have done that. But I think one guy was looking at, at uh, Jarquez Jones and said, no, he didn't do it. But it was really C.J. Miller who did it. So they shouldn't have picked the flag up. There's a 15-yard penalty right there. With 8.26 to go before halftime on third and eight at the Ole Miss 19-yard line, C.G. O'Grady was hooked and taken to the ground right in front of the referee. On initially looking at it, I was like, oh, well, their legs must have got tangled up, and you don't call it then. But it is a hook, and it takes him to the ground. It's a penalty. Arkansas should have probably gotten the ball at the four-yard line, or if C.J. O'Grady catches that pass, which it was a good – good pass, it looked like, uh, then it's a touchdown. So those are four penalties right there that change a lot with the game. Again, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, not making excuses, just saying this is how fragile winning is on the road. And this is one reason that I thought Arkansas would end up getting scrounged in the game. The game ended up being blown out a little bit more in the fourth quarter, but it was a close game. Arkansas had plenty of chances to win it. So seven key mistakes with 142 left. Players missed field goal. Connor Limpert missed a 43-yard field goal, got lucky on the first one. Uh, but that obviously cost Arkansas three points. 7-18 to play in the third quarter. This is the play where Starkle throws to Mike Woods, and Mike Woods is totally confused, doesn't know what to do, and runs 14 yards the other way, and they get a 14-yard loss. Arkansas recovers from this, but uh, eventually 
they don't get any points because O'Grady's knee went down. They reversed the targeting call. They don't get the first down. Um, but Arkansas almost recovered from that. But that was such a confusing play. You see Burks backing up, and you see O'Grady going downfield looking for the ball the wrong way. So what it was supposed to happen, and they've run this play, uh, I think they said it like 100 times, but what was supposed to happen is uh, they hit – uh, trailing Burks, and Burks hits O'Grady, who's streaking downfield wide open. And that's probably a touchdown, too, if Burks gets a good pass off. So, you know, just a mental error there. And that's that one's on Starkel. And obviously, Mike Woods doesn't need to be running 15 yards the other direction. But uh, that one's on Starkel. So, I wasn't sure, and I asked this in the postgame presser uh, with Chad Morris, but on the 38-yard touchdown pass to Trey Knox, Arkansas gets called for an illegal receiver downfield, and it's Grayson Gunner. What actually happened was it was illegal for, an illegal formation. They had eight men at the line of scrimmage, only three in the backfield. So it's an illegal formation. Traylon Burks, this is, a, this is what you get sometimes when you play freshman. It's as talented as those guys are. But this is the one they said they've run, you know, 20 times in practice. But Traylon Burks is supposed to be backed off the line of scrimmage. It's not on Grayson Gunner there. Although he gets hit, a call for the flag because he's the one covered up. But Traylon's supposed to be the one off the line of scrimmage. You only have seven off the line of scrimmage. So – isn't it interesting how that play, and that didn't have anything to do with the outcome of the touchdown, but that play happens on such a critical a critical play, that penalty. You know, why couldn't it have happened on an incomplete pass? It happened to happen on that one. It had nothing to do with the outcome of the play. So that was unfortunate. It's a mental mistake, and mental mis- tiny little mistakes like this cost you. All right, so there's no reason, obviously, that Devall Whaley should have fumbled the ball with 49 seconds to go in the third quarter, there was nothing wrong with the handoff. Whaley just dropped it. And speaking of Whaley, there's a couple of plays that could have gone differently. Early in the game, uh, Ben Hicks had Devois. Uh, I, I think it might have been a wheel route, but it's a touchdown. I mean, he might. there's a chance the dude catches him or something, but, I mean, he's got a lane to the end zone if that ball is thrown better. And it's a touchdown for Devois Whaley from Ben Hicks. Uh, and then later – uh, I think maybe the second quarter, Ben Hicks has Whaley going over the middle wide open and misses him. I mean, it's a touchdown. There's two touchdown passes to Devois Whaley uh, that are just result of bad passes. All right, finally, last thing that could have changed the game. Um, Nick, uh, Nick Starkle Nick had uh, Trey Knox 16 yards downfield, and, Trey, and Knox dropped the ball, tipped it in the air. And then after that, you've got Dalton Wagner jumping off sides for the second time, and then Charles Wiley gets, gets past him for a nine-yard sack on Starkle, and Arkansas had to punt. Uh, but they really needed Knox to pull that one down. So four penalties, seven plays. The outcome of the game is totally different. Just shows you how, how fragile it is. It really is. Uh, and when you play a lot of young players, that's how things are. So, as I've said, the healthy approach to this season is to watch a young team grow and get better, possibly get to a bowl game. And I understand it's it's easy to say that when the game is going on, you're screaming at your television, you're going nuts, you can't believe how things are going. Just a few plays here and there if things go differently. Some of those penalties got them, though. I mean, referees, they got to do better than that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have complained about the Jarquez McClellan penalty against Arkansas where he gets called for pass interference. I thought that was probably just – I thought it could have been defensive holding on McClellan, but a lot of people have been outraged on that. So, it cuts it cuts both ways. But, Arcan- I mean, the refs got it right on that one. Um, so, it's not like that impacted the, the change of the game. Okay. So, Nick Starkle, just to recap, named the starting quarterback at Arkansas. The guy's 
just a better talent. It gives Arkansas a better chance to win. I mean, that's the bottom line. And people can complain about the offensive line. And, yes, they were loading the box. Why are they loading the box? They didn't respect Ben Hicks passing the ball. That's why they're loading the box in the first half. That's why the offensive line is having so much trouble blocking them. The offensive line definitely uh, was an issue for him this game. I don't think that was true against an FCS opponent. A lot of people like come at me like, are you going to say the offensive line wasn't an issue again? No, the offensive line wasn't an issue against an FCS opponent. They were an issue against the, in this one. However, when Starkle came in, they're having to back up. They're having to respect the pass. He's getting the ball out quicker. He's got more confidence in where he wants to go with the ball. He trusts his arm, and he throws 70% completion rate in that game including going seven for seven in the final drive uh, versus Ben Hicks, who has, you know, under 50% for the second game in a row. So Nick, Nick Starkle, the obvious choice. I mean, that's something we said the whole time, how long before Nick Starkle catches up to Ben Hicks in terms of his understanding and just, and just passes him. I mean, that's what we all said. And uh, here it is the second game. Uh, I would be surprised if, if uh, Nick Starkle isn't your starter the remainder of the season. And when I look at this team, I'm not jumping ahead to next year because I do. there's still a ton of football left, and this team is going to continue to get better. There are a lot – everybody hates to hear a teaching moment. Everybody hates to hear that this is a young team, but that's where they're at right now. I mean, 44% of the roster are freshmen. I mean, that's where they're at. So they will learn from this. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they can take away and just showing them these few seven plays here and there that completely could change the outcome of the game. Out of 144, it's always, you go back and look, there's always just a couple of things here and there that you could have done differently um, that would have changed the outcome of the game. So, let's see what else we got here. Oh, I want to get some questions before we get to Danny. We've gone 15 minutes, so we're going to get to just a few questions so we don't have some stuff roll off. We already had that happen. Gil McGarity says, I think we can get three non-conference wins and maybe beat Mississippi State Missouri. They'll give us six wins. I won't give up on these boys. No reason to give up on them, Gil. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's still a ton of football to play. There are opportunities down the road for this team. There are opportunities at Kentucky. That's going to be a tough one. It's another SEC road game. But you finish the year off. I mean, you get your four non-conference games. You finish the year off with opportunities against Missouri and Mississippi State at home. Those are opportunities to win. They're not going to – I mean, Auburn's going to be tough, you know. Uh, Alabama, LSU, these aren't games that people should be looking at, but it's, um, you know. And I, I've said people before, you, you get, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment if you're, if you're picking this team to win eight games. You, that's, that's the bottom line, the healthy approach, as I mentioned. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but that's how I feel. Uh, Cedric Hurd says this was the second time they misjudged the quarterback second year in a row. Also, why not list Jones as the backup? We know that Hicks, what what Hicks got, and they also say Jones moved the ball better. Um, I would disagree with that, Cedric. I think I think that Hicks should be your backup. You continue to work KJ Jefferson, but I just don't know that I would go with with John Steven. Uh, West Cedric says, what's the ceiling for the offense with Starkle? I think you saw. I mean, he's just going to get better. The guy's got a cannon for an arm, and he's accurate, and he trusts himself. Mark Campbell says, I still don't know that they what they saw in Hicks. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to bash Nick, uh, Ben Hicks. I mean, the guy came here with an opportunity. He wanted to start in the SEC, but there's a talent gap. I mean, it's obvious. Um, I don't know what they saw in starting Hicks, but the two lackluster sisters was time to put Starkle in. Yeah, I mean, I thought they could have gone with Starkle earlier too. I agree. Matt A. Worley says, one player who's been consistently making positive plays is Tyson Morris. Absolutely. 
think they need to be more – he needs to be more in the game plan by far the quick – I don't know if he's the quickest guy out there, but he's been reliable. There's no question that Tyson Morris, Morris has a role in this team. I think he was one of seven wide receivers that traveled. That's, that's a good position for him to be in. Chris Light says, what do you think of four and eight? What do you think four and eight? I'm not sure what you mean. As a record? Maybe clarify that, Chris. Sorry. Billy Cooper says, I just don't think Morris is an SEC coach. I don't think that's fair to say, Billy. I think it's too early. I mean, they're relying on a lot of young people. I mean, they had a true freshman starting at left guard. Um, they're unsettled at quarterback. They've got to get something figured out at running back because right now it's just Rakeem Boyd. I said the other day, I think Traylon Burks should get a look at, at Wildcat quarterback just to give Rakeem a break and you still get a really elusive player back there who played high school quarterback. I, I would, They said they worked two other players there. Uh, I asked uh, Coach Craddock about that at, at, at the press conference today, and he didn't want to mention those two guys. But get somebody else in there at Wildcat quarterback if you're going to run it and give Rakeem a break. Wasn't real impressed with the Wildcat. I don't think any of us were. I think it did more harm than good. But it's too early. I mean, the people that are like, get rid of Morris and stuff, I mean, come on. Get out of here with that. They've got He's got to get some time to get the – I mean, there are so many young players that – they're heading in the right direction. It's just it's it's not an overnight fix. And I know people are tired of hearing that, okay? But there's some potential on this team. They're relying on a lot of young people. Started a true freshman left guard. They got two true freshman wide receivers in the starting lineup who cost them on a couple of plays. I mean, they're talented, but they cost them on a couple of plays. Gregory Brooks was picked on like he was a true freshman playing in his second game, which he was. I mean, he's going to get a lot better. They, you can see that they want to play Jalen Catalan and Devin Bush, but they're concerned a little bit because they're freshmen. I mean, those guys make a mistake, and you get a ball thrown over the top of your head, and it changes the whole outcome of the game. They're just young. And you look at next year. I don't mean to jump ahead to next year, but you look at next year, and you're going to have you know probably four players on the offensive line who return with significant playing experience, including Ricky Stromberg. I mean, they'll get Austin Caps probably back this week, but you really lose Caps and Colton Jackson. You'll get Noah Gatlin back also, who I think they lost a starter when they lost Gatlin. Um, you know, these receivers are going to be a year older. Rakeem Boyd, they're losing him. I think they need to look JUCO running back. They really like Traylon Smith. Uh, you get you lose Cheyenne O'Grady, but Hudson Henry should be uh, you know a guy that is a future NFL type of player also. So there are some things to be encouraged about with the future with this team, but it all starts with this season building, gaining momentum, getting these young guys more experience. And then the defensive line, you know, you do have some guys coming back. These young players that are so talented are going to be a year older. You lose Scuda, uh, but you have some possibilities at linebacker. I would like to see him bring in a junior college linebacker, these young defensive backs. So the entire secondary will be back. Um, so there are some things to be, you know, when you look at the future, to be encouraged about with this team. But it's about building this program this year. There's still opportunities out there. Colorado State's not going to be a pushover. Graham Cox says, nice haircut. <laughs> we go to the bar, the same barber. I went in, Graham, I went into this place the other day. I was getting a massage, and they also cut hair. I was like, I'm here for a haircut. I always kind of wanted to do that. Just take a little off the sides. Appreciate you, Graham anniversary follower Matt Bohannon says is Rakeem constantly tapping himself out common I think so I mean you gotta you gotta keep the guy fresh I mean I didn't want to see him get 17 carries definitely I didn't want to see him get 17 carries he needed to have 25 in that game are they going to play Catalan and Devin Bush this year I think they will when they feel comfortable with them 
I mean, you can't rush it too much as much as they need to get out there. I mean, I think there's no question the defense they didn't they don't want to make excuses. Defense was wiped out at the end of that game. Perry Cooper says, "Good call, Coach Hicks is not ready for SEC football. Just can't play favorites." Yeah, no comment. Austin Teed says, "If Chad goes two wins again, does he lose his job?" I don't know about that. They're not going two wins. They're going to win more than that. But I don't think so. But he's going to – there would be a lot of pressure in year three. I promise you that. Chris Light says, how do we finish? Four and eight, question mark. I think I think they get these four non – it's just a matter of getting SEC wins, man. I mean, Colorado State's – Colorado State's a better team, but Arkansas is going to be a better team too. Ricky Williams says, Trey, what are the chances of us seeing Spivey anytime soon? I asked that question. I mean, any really good running back uh, to play at Arkansas in the SEC throughout – you know, the last 26 years has not redshirted his first year. Now things are different with the four-game redshirt rule. But only Michael Smith, who was injured, you know, uh, went on to have a significant career. All right, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and go into Danny West. I told Danny it would be about 20 minutes, and we've gone 21. So we'll go – give me just one second to get Danny West on, and um, we'll get some recruiting questions in for him and, uh, and talk about the game, get his thoughts on the game as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, buddy. What's up, Danny? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm making it. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm, – you know, it's it's Monday. It's time to kind of look back a little bit and turn the page at the same time. Um I want to start out, Danny, and by the way, for those who don't know Danny, best recruiting guy in the state of Arkansas, one of the best, if not the best guy in the country at doing this job. You can read all of his stuff at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G, sports.com. Most of his content is VIP, so one of those options, dollar for your first month membership. Come on and check out uh, what Danny West has got for you. So, Danny, just want to get your thoughts on uh, the game Saturday, how things played out. Well, Tough couple of days around here, man. Uh, people are down. I tell you, I've heard from more former players since the end of that game this weekend than I've ever had reach out to me after any game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is, but you've got some that are just completely fed up mm-hmm. and others that are frustrated but just still trying to figure out what's going on here. I don't know. I rewatched it again, and you just look at those first half possessions alone you had the ball six times you punted four times kicked two field goals made one of them barely made it and it was just ugly man that's about as ugly as it gets and then you're still only down 10 to Mm 3 and still got a chance to win that game you got a chance to win 
with five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. come out second half, you get that big turnover. Joe picks up a fumble. You hit Trey Knox to tie the game. It's called back. You know, I'm not going to recap the game, but yeah. we could talk about quarterback and play calling and the wild hog, wildcat, whatever you want to talk about. It's the wildcat. Yeah. First of all, I've got a problem with the wild hog. And people are going to disagree with me, but when they came out with the package, it was the wildcat. Everybody knew Arkansas ran the wildcat. It's a wildcat, wildcat. And then Frank Brule stepped in. One of the few mistakes that Frank Brule's made and said, it ought to be called the wild hog. And they started calling it the wild hog. And the next thing you know, everybody's got it. Ole Miss has got the wild rebel. Miami Dolphins got the wild dolphin. And nobody – and you lose – when you did that, you lose the association. Nobody took Wild Hog and incorporated that. You know, I think they sure. just, I think they, once it, once it's named, it's named. And I think yep. they ruined that association with Arkansas by changing the name because everybody else has got their wild something package. Well, I can tell you this whatever they want to call it, it didn't work Saturday nope. night, did it? You can didn't call work. it a bust. <laughs> yeah, you can call it a bust. But, uh, hey, I hate to yeah, say this man, too, Danny. I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit with Ben Hicks, but and I, I just hate to. I don't want. I don't mean to run Ben Hicks down because he came from SEMU. He wanted a chance to start at, in the SEC. He upgraded Arkansas's quarterback situation, and he's losing out to a more talented guy. That's what it's coming down to. But by not naming Nick Starkle the quarterback out of camp, they threw away the first half of that game. What's your thoughts? Well, it almost feels like you wasted the first six quarters of the season. Yeah. When you had an opportunity to get them going. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe, maybe I think Nick it is. needed a week. But, you know, I do feel like they're going to rally behind this guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's down right now. But at least, at least you finally got the quarterback. Right? Yeah. You finally – I think they figured that out now. Having said that, man, uh, who knows what to do if he goes out there and stinks it up this week. I mean, what? you're back to square one. Yeah, but I don't it's not going to happen. that's going to be the case. I don't think it's going to uh, happen either, Danny. So, at the bare minimal, you finally got a quarterback to move forward with, and that's the first time you've been able to say that yes. under Chad Morris. So, that's a positive – you know, uh, what I hope to see from him this week, you always say letting go of the rope, right? The old mm. Houston nut phrase there. What I would like to see is them not let go of it. Chad Morris made that a point after the game. Hey, we're not going down that road again. So yeah, different you, team. You hope that's true. You get behind your quarterback. You put together a full four quarters of solid offense and, and maybe go win that game by three touchdowns. That's best-case scenario, right? Mm. But at this point, Trey Biddy, I don't think that's going to happen. Because it seems like every time you feel positive about something, I'm ex- I'm fully expecting a dog fight this week. I mean, that quarterback, Colin Hill, yeah. I believe is his name, and we'll touch on Colorado State later this week. He's going to come in throwing it all around. Mm-hmm. They've still got plenty of question marks on defense. I know they got tired, but what happened in the first half of the game? Were they tired in the first half? Well, they only gave up 10 points like in the a- first half, right? 10 points but that guy's running around he threw for 145 a touchdown mm-hmm. he ran for 40 more he looks like johnny manzel he's a red shirt freshman that memphis just completely shut yeah, out the week before yeah so i think the defense no i mean there's no the- yeah there's no question danny Ole miss isn't that good a team and that's something that we both talked about looking back at the memphis game with Ole miss is hey this isn't a very good team arkansas but you gotta yeah. remember Arkansas didn't look very good either, you know. But you, you kind of get excited seeing them against Memphis. But Memphis Memphis may not have as many talented players. They barely beat them. 
but what they do have is more discipline than Arkansas has. And I, and I went program. over that at the beginning. And, um, you know, being in a system for a long time, getting your players in versus what Arkansas is doing, relying on a lot of young players, you're just going to have mistakes. And um, yeah. so, all right. Yeah put that to bed but uh real quick you want to touch on a recruiting note Trey? yeah let's do it obviously uh basketball recruiting the recruiting period started at midnight last night coaches mm-hmm. are all over just saw Corey williams tweet a picture from west memphis and then uh coach crutchfield and coach Muss tweeted pictures out from oklahoma city so you know chris moore in home visit tonight that's a very Big important time. one in west memphis yeah uh gonna see moses moody down at montverde academy today Rondell Walker out of Oklahoma City. That explains those pictures. Uh, who else am I missing? They're going to get with Jalen Williams this week, Darian Ford from Magnolia, uh, Nick Smith at some point this week, the 2022 shooting guard out of Sylvan Hills. And then, of course, you're going to go out and see the Oak Hill Academy duo, KK Robinson and Jalen Ricks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just wanted to make sure we mentioned that a lot going on in basketball, not so much football recruiting. Did get a chance to see a 2022 running back Friday night, James Jointer from Parkview. Uh, they played at Springdale. Check this out, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parkview has a 21-9 lead with like four or five minutes left. 21-9, and they lose 24-21. You think Coach Bolding had a rough weekend? <laughs> Man, yeah. that's a rough one. That's a I tough mean, beat. Completely fell apart. But uh, I was impressed with the young man, James Obviously, Arkansas has offered him. He told us that uh, Ohio State, uh, Texas, Mississippi State, a lot of schools starting to hit him up now. So it's starting to pick up for James. 5'11", 198, 4'5", speed. He's got the look. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Danny West joining us here with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. $1 for your first month or 30% off for your first year. Part of the 24-7 Sports Network. All Danny stuff is VIP. One of the things that Danny does that's fantastic, and we include some recruiting stuff here, but every Friday he does a VIP recruiting chat where he really goes in-depth, behind-the-scenes recruiting information, basically tells you what's going to happen and why uh, that you can only get uh, with a VIP membership at hogsports.com. Worth the price of admission right there for that one thing. What's the ceiling with Nick Starkle, Danny? We got this think, question uh, from Justice Mack. What's his ceiling? I think Arkansas is, I think he's going to be the best quarterback Arkansas's had since Brandon Allen. Yeah, uh, who, by the way, is like number two or number three all-time passing leader in program history. Yeah, number, That's pretty good number 85 all-time uh, quarterback efficiency rating in college wow. football history. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of his ceiling, I think this guy can be as good as any in the SEC. I really do. We The first time you and I saw him, he flicks the wrist and it just it yep. pops. You know, I mean, it's you hard see to some, find those guys. You see some guys throw the ball hard who put their whole body, shoulder, everything yeah. into the throw, and then there are other guys that just whip it. And, and yeah. Starkle's got that. He's got, got a that. slingshot, man. Yeah. And it's the so, same ball every time. It's the same yeah. tight, crisp beautiful spiral every single I mean you first practice I mean it was there I mean how many times do we say it's just a matter of time before Nick Starkle you know knowledge catches up with Ben Hicks and Ben Hicks I guess earned the it's hard to identify a guy in camp you know because they're not getting pressure um you just name a guy and say okay you got first crack at it and that's that's kind of what the starting that's yeah that's kind of what the starting job is uh out of camp you you know most of the time it's one in the game so yeah in terms of ceiling 
it's also a matter of time before those young targets start to catch up. You know it. Yes. Trey Knox, uh, Traylon Burks. Obviously, you've got the tight end. You've got Rakeem. You start bringing along some of the TQ Jackson. Uh, yeah, he's got a real shot to put up serious numbers. Austin Gibson says he oh, just ran off. He thinks it was perfect timing to name Nick. Matt Worley says Rogers, the SEC announcer, is correct on one thing. They are pretty predictable when they line up for a pass or run. Chosen yeah, I don't, don't know where he's going with that. Yeah, I don't either. Any chance we can see K.J. Jefferson? I don't think it's a time yet to see K.J. Maybe in this one, depending on how things go, maybe you see a package. He, K.J. did travel, but I think part of that is, you know, if they view K.J. as a guy that's the future – then you want to get him on the road, let him experience those environments. Plus, he's from Mississippi. But he was wearing number 13, so he changed numbers. So that may be indicated that they have something in for him uh, to do. Michael Prickett says Morris had to do this. I don't think he wanted to make this move. I don't know. I think he just wants to get uh, the no, best I guy think, in there. I think Chad wanted to make this move. Yeah. I, I do. I think, that, I think that they were putting him, Danny in a position, and we talked about this, but putting him in a position to take the job in the Colorado State game, he threw that pick in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. If if he goes down there and scores right before half, I think uh, I think that's probably where he takes over that thing. Austin Gibson, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get to some of these before they roll off because we got yeah. 250 something people on here. Wonder why we haven't seen any package for KJ yet? Says Austin Gibson, just haven't had the time yet. Blake Kersey says, what do you think of the play calling on offense? And Mark Harrison says the play calling was atrocious. Didn't look too atrocious with Nick Starkle in there, did it, Danny? It's funny how that works, ain't it? Funny I mean, how that works, how the receivers yeah. just start getting open, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Hey, I'm going to tell you one one complaint that I think is valid, going back and re-watching the game. Everybody's right about that. those snaps just hanging yeah. in the air. I don't get it. Well, Danny, like, you don't want to just you don't want to throw a fastball every time. You got to you got to incorporate some some off speed pitches, right? Yeah, got to get rid of some of those. I mean, he's balls, he's going to so be expecting the fastball every time, so you got to mix it up <laughs> yeah. on him. It reminds yeah, me of the, of, the air, of airplane. No, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's frustrating. And I get it, man. Ty Clary's working his butt off. I think he's a really good blocker. But man, yeah. he said it a month ago. I want people to stop talking about my snaps. I've made it a focus. Yeah. Man, they're starting to hang up there. I think it There's throws everything off. No question. Yeah. No so question. Hopefully, he'll get that going. Justice Max says, ideally, you don't want KJ to play more than four games, preserve his eligibility. Absolutely. You want to make sure you use him when you need him. Uh, thank you for saying that, Trey. People need to realize this isn't an overnight fix. No, it's not. I don't expect perfection. You know, we can point to stuff and get frustrated and furious and, you know, why are they making this play call and that kind of stuff. But you can't expect perfection. They're just – it's just not going to happen. If that's what, I mean, other teams are going to score points. They're going to move the ball down the field, you know. Sure. You got anything else, Danny, you want to touch on recruiting-wise? Uh, I think it's, um, you know, I heard yesterday that they're, they will be bringing in unofficial visitors for the mm-hmm. Colorado State game. Probably going to be a few more than they had for the season opener, but yeah. it's not going to be a stellar list. Uh, wouldn't look for that until um, later in the season. Obviously, the Auburn game is going to be a really big official visit weekend. Yes. Haven't uh, haven't really reached out for many thoughts from the, from the young people, mm-hmm. the commitments on the uh, – on last Saturday's game yet somebody asked me on the board what do they think and it's you know like I told him you want me to reach out and and just ask hey what's your thoughts on Arkansas losing their 12th straight (laughs) SEC game what am I supposed to say (laughs) that's not the message and I wasn't trying to be a jerk to that guy (laughs) yeah I mean 
what what do I say? I just ask them for their Friday night stats and, mm-hmm. and wish them luck for this week, buddy. Yeah. It makes it tough. It man, really does. Fans, fans get mad, man, when when you when when teams are. I mean, they start coming after me. You know, like pointing out everything that I said wrong. I mean, me I picked too. I picked them to lose the game. <laughs> so one dude <laughs> told me, "Keep pumping that sunshine, Dre." <laughs> when I when I posted, I tweeted that uh, defense is wiped out. I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm the guy that told everybody to temper your expectations and pick them to maybe get to a bowl game and, uh, and pick them to we lose this. Six and six, like the expectations are suddenly through yeah. the roof. Everybody was six, on my yeah. everybody was on my butt when I picked them to lose the game. Too, I mean, you know, it's like you can't get it both ways, and then people come after me on Twitter. I mean, oh, I, I'm I was used the hero to it. on the board. I was the only one of the three of us that picked them to win it. And yeah. uh, I haven't heard about it yet, but I'm sure that made me look like an yeah. idiot. So, I'll make sure I which get that I'm message fine out with. there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you let it roll off your skin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like this video yeah. here, we're going to get some, we're going to get more, you know, we'll get, you know, seven thumbs down, but 200 likes. You got to focus on the, on the thumbs ups. <laughs> All right, Danny. All right, dude. Appreciate we'll you. We'll see you. All right. So, Danny West, number one recruiting guy in the business. Does a great job at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. All right, let's get to some of these questions we got. We're going to get to 42 minutes. We're going to try to shut it down because that's that's always the goal for the show. I always go long. Uh, Stephen Baker says, I'm sorry, but losing Colton Jackson isn't going to hurt us. Uh, Colton definitely gets a lot of flack. But I think they're going to be okay on the offensive line next year, getting some of these young guys going, get some of the young guys a little bit older, got a lot of good talent coming back, getting Noah Gatlin back also. David Shaw says, let those young hogs play, throw them in deep in the deep end, they'll learn to swim. Kind of. I mean, there's a there's a time and a place. Those guys are going to get ready to play Jalen Catalan uh, and uh, and Devin Bush, mainly who we're talking about here. They're going to be they're going to get there, but you don't want the outcome of the game to be totally altered because you throw them in for their first real experience and they make a mistake. So, Stephen Pipe says Rakeem is a junior, I believe he is. He's a fourth year junior, but I mean we've kind of said if if he stays healthy throughout the season, he's a guy that's got the chops to take it to the next level. Obviously, you'd love for him to come back if you're a Razorback fan, but uh, Rakeem is going to uh, – it's going to be 50-50. And if he does go, then I think they'll take another running back in this class. Blakely Ryan May says, is everyone forgetting how long it took Burt to win a SEC game? Honestly, I think we look better now than we did ever under Burt. Brett. Brad Williams says, you have to carry your dandruff around in your hand. Hmm. Why? Why, Brad? Paul Denton says, you are correct. The Knox TD being called back was the turning point. We need Scooter to break out. Glenn Boone says, we don't need to get down on our defense. They are working hard and never gave up. Yeah, defense played well overall. I mean, you're going to give up points. You're going to give up yardage. They just got spin at the end. And, and Chavis wouldn't admit that. He's not the kind of guy that will, but they got spin at the end. Bob Bell says, what's happening to our starting linebackers? I mean, like I said, they just you come down to the end of the game, you got Scooter cramping up, um, you know, in the first half. Just get spent, man. I thought the defense played well overall, though. I really do. Uh, until, you know, the last 10 minutes or so of the fourth quarter. Randy Baker says, are you worried about the field goal kicking game the rest of the year? No, I mean, Connor Limpert didn't have a good game. But when you look over the body of work, I mean, he's one of the most accurate kickers that Arkansas has ever had. Matt Bohannon says, Danny, will this put heat – Will this heat put a damper on postseason? Blakely Ryan May says, will we land Eason? I, I've got a crystal ball pick in for Eason to Arkansas. 
I mean, I think they, they're doing some real good work in Memphis right now. So if they land Bryson Eason to go with Martavius French, that's pretty solid there, uh, along with Crutchell Wallace at linebacker. Maybe Aaron Moore, too. Who knows? Brent Wood says, do you consider Craddock to be SEC-level OC? Like I said before, Brent, play calls look fine when Nick Starkle was in there. Just saying. I think it comes down to quarterback. you got to have a baller at quarterback, man. I mean, people talk about, you know, who can develop quarterbacks and who's got this and that. But if you look across the country, it's not like the same teams are producing first-round draft pick after first. Now, Oklahoma did. That's a rare case. Both of those guys transferred into Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield and uh, Kyler Murray. But typically, it's not the same school producing a first-round NFL draft pick at quarterback year after year. It's just about getting the right guy. It's a hard position to evaluate. But what you can't evaluate about Nick Starkle, guy's got a laser for an arm. Mark Campbell says Ben Hicks is a game manager. He hasn't really managed the game that well. I mean, now, given this, if Ben Hicks is in there on that – on that pass play uh, where they should have thrown to Traylon Burks to throw to O'Grady. I mean, I think that Hicks probably would have made sure that that was right. Hicks probably would have backed Traylon Burks off the line of scrimmage also. So maybe those are a few areas where Hicks would have managed the game better than Starkle. But Starkle's the game changer amongst those. I mean, he's got throws in his arsenal that Hicks just doesn't have. Blakely Ryan May says it doesn't look right having another number five running it. Yeah. We can get into a different argument whether that five should be um, retired or not. Donnie A. Buss says he's just got to accept he's not the guy. Matt Bohannon says, why was Starkle able to run the offense so much faster than Ben? I mean, I think with Starkle, what, what, what happened really is they're like, whoa, this guy can throw the ball. And they stopped backing up. They stopped loading the box. The offensive line, as a result, is going to play better. Uh, everything, play, everything, you know, is better. The run game never really got going too much, though. Chris Carlson says Starkle was able to run the offense better because the defense has to respect his arm. Absolutely right, Chris. Patricia Jeremy Ashby says it's got to be bitter pill, a bitter, bitter pill to swallow to pull Ben. I mean, I think that the way he says he, you know, just approach it like he's a professional, and that's what you have to do. If you ever watched like Hard Knocks NFL training camp, I mean, they bring a guy in to cut, and they're like, "So we're going to release you." You know, they just they're very out front and, and and just say it. I mean, but Hicks had the opportunity and. Maybe he deserved the opportunity. I mean, came in and ran this offense in the spring uh, when they didn't have a quarterback. They had the other guys transfer out. Came in and ran the offense. So, yeah, I get that, you know, he deserves the offense, you know, the opportunity to show he's the guy first. It might have been a little bit late, though. It might just have been a little bit late. Might have should have happened uh, after that first game. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Mike Posey says, I agree with you. The wild hog, that should be the easiest play to stop by the defense every time. How did losing the Ole Miss game affect recruiting? That remains to be seen. I mean, they still can help recruiting. They're still battling that 2-10. I mean, they're, they're still the 2-10 team. You know, winning this game would have changed that. We would have stopped calling them the 2-10 team, the team that's trending up in the right direction. But they're still the 2-10 team. They still got to recruit against that. Starkle gets a nod. I'm excited about that. But it has to light it up on the field. I think he will. I think we're going to see Arkansas's offense take it to another level because of Nick Starkle. Austin Gibson said, do we lose any Memphis recruits with this loss? I don't know about that. I mean, I think as a recruit, you look at a game, you start finding yourself rooting on a specific team. All right, we've hit the we've hit the mark, everybody. So I'm going to wrap it up. I might try to jump in here and get some of your other questions, but it looks like mostly comments and mostly kind of uh, rehash stuff. Um, this is a big game coming up against Colorado State, so they need fans in the seat for this one. It's 3 o'clock kickoff on SEC Network. Saw that question asked earlier. So, um, 
yeah, they need they need they need people to continue to support. I mean, this program needs the fans behind it. There's no question about it. All right. So one more time, Facebook Live. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up and you like the content, go ahead and throw us a thumbs up right now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, throw us a like. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you're notified every single time. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and shut it down right now. Go to the page and give us a five-star rating and throw us a review. Let other people, uh, let other people know why they should be uh, watching the podcast. Right now, it's the number one rated Razorback podcast. I want people to be able to search for Arkansas and have this show pop up uh, for them. Also available on Spotify and Stitcher, hogsports.com. Just $1 right now for your first month, H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. And uh, 30% off for your first year with a seven-day free trial for your number one independent source on the Razorbacks. All right, everybody, for Danny West, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.